Hey Life Can, Roger here, one of the directors, and I'm so glad that you're joining us, whether you're a first-time listener or you're a returning listener who has heard me say something to that effect a million times. Either way, that we are glad that you're here. If you are either new or returning and you love this community and what God is up to, I want to encourage you to invest in what God is doing in this community. And there's two ways that you can do that. And the first way is to get plugged in, to get involved, to become a member of this community by filling out a connect card so that we can reach out to you and and get you involved. Also, I would encourage you to take this opportunity to give. For those of you who have given faithfully to the mission of God and what he's doing at this church, I just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Your, Your giving makes all of the difference in terms of what we can do and what God is doing at this at this church Um, if you haven't given at all that's okay but i would encourage you today to take this opportunity to support what god is doing and the mission vision of this church which is to bear the torch of jesus uh, justice and love to the community and to reclaim our identity in him and if you have questions about especially what reclaiming his identity, our identity in him means, you can reference a podcast we put out uh, about two weeks ago where Pastor Jared and myself talk about it. So give that a listen. Uh, so today you'll be hearing our Juneteenth message from Bridget Reynolds, our volunteer director. Uh, it's a really powerful message. But if Juneteenth, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's an opportunity for really two things. First of all, to... Uh, celebrate the fact that African-American slaves in America were freed uh, the day of their freedom and and their release from slavery. That is something to celebrate. That is something to remember. That is something um, to just to get together uh, and have celebrations over, which is what we did this past Sunday. But it's also an opportunity to remember our call as a church, our call as a community of Christ, our call to build up and to develop churches that look like the picture of what we see in Revelation, which is a, a church of all tribes, tongues, and, and nations, to, to be a community of God's people who reflect his diversity and his beautiful creation. So Juneteenth is also a reminder for us that there's more work to be done, and that as followers of, of Jesus and as uh, image bearers of God, we have uh, a responsibility to do that work to respond to that call. So all that to say that this message that you'll hear from Bridget is is a reminder of all of that and a powerful encouragement. So give that a listen and I will catch up with you in just a moment. Amen, family. We up in here deep. (laughs) That is awesome. Woo! Let me speak this word of y'all. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without, uh, holy and without fault in his eyes, okay? God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us because we belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace. 
that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Amen. That's my hype man right there. I've just read to you Ephesians 1, 3 through 7, New Living Translation. May the Lord add a blessing upon the reading of his word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another day to be able to rightly divide the word of truth and to be able to speak my heart with my family. Lord God, I'm just asking that you please, God bless each and every person up under the sound of my voice, that they will have ears to hear, Lord God, that they will have a heart that's receptive, Lord God, and dear Heavenly Father, that you will get all the praise, admiration, honor, and glory out of this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so let's not get none twisted. My name is Sister Bridget. Y'all remember? Not Reverend Bridget, not Pastor Bridget, not Elder Bridget. I want to make sure that's clear because back in the day, I used to sit in them chairs eating my donuts and my coffee, just like you all, before I started working at this church. But when I ended up joining, I ended up being a part of a group called Be the Bridge. And Be the Bridge, one of their main ideas and one of their main focus was making sure that the church had this credible witness in the earth and that we had a distinct voice so that we are different and that we will be attractive. But today we're celebrating two holidays. We're celebrating Juneteenth, amen? And we're also celebrating Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all those who are fathers in the room who might have biological children or not. We thank you and we praise God for you for being that figure. But you know what, I wrestled because I was like, I wanted to find a verse that be able to have this common thread. And I wanted to bring glory to our Father God because sometimes I feel as though we forget who our daddy is. And sometimes we need to ask that question, who's your daddy? (laughs) And do you look like your daddy? All right? Because sometimes I'm like, are we really reflecting who he is? Because in this verse, I ended up reading that we're supposed to be holy and blameless, basically. And I find it fascinating because one of the refrains in these verses is in Christ. I'm getting to a point where I don't want to know if you're a Christian. I want to know if you're in Christ. Big difference. All right? And that's what we need to go after because in and of itself, we cannot do this thing by ourselves and on our own. But we need to remain in Christ so we can stay on brand. All right? So... These are some, a couple of observations that, well, I do want to talk about Juneteenth real quick, so I'm kind of, let me slow my roll, because it is a um, big difference between declaring that you're free and creating freedom, all right? Because actually on Juneteenth, we commemorate that day, and I just want to make sure that we set the record straight, because on June 19th, in 1865, we got General Gordon Dranger. He came into Galveston, Texas with about 2,000 troops. Majority of them were black. And they ended up reading the declaration saying that, they, um, that, that those enslaved people were free. And it was actually delayed two and a half years. That is the refrain of the black experience, to be honest. To just, like, no, not now, not yet. And I also want to share that just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. 
If what you see is all you see, you do not see all that there is to be seen. We have to realize that we are in a cosmic battle day in and day out and that we have a formidable opponent, an adversary, Satan, who is out to get us, who is after our faith, who is after our next generation, who is after the truth. But I thank God for Juneteenth that the people who were enslaved during that time, that they were able to hold on to that truth and that they weren't being able to be deterred. You know, I find it fascinating, uh, you know, when I read this verse, I realize that we have a good father, and, and a good father knows his kids and creation. And honestly, I feel as though that when it comes down to slavery, or the institution of slavery, or what should be actually called race-based chattel slavery, calling it by its former name because it's because they utilize the Bible in order to, cast, to try to basically oppress the people. And it's like apples and oranges. What we had, we had something real different. Race is not, is a social construct. So what do I mean by that? I mean that it is something that is created to be able to put people in categories based on what they look like. And you have to understand that when we see race in the Bible, it's really the word ethnos and it's meaning to the human race, that we have more alike than not, Okay. And also, we talk about ethnos, ethnicity, God made that. That pleased him. Race, not so quite. We can do away with that. So we need to celebrate in that. But the word, um, but one of the things that the church, I feel as though that's the reason why we also do Juneteenth is because we need to make sure that we're on the right side of this thing as a church, that we have that brand, that when people see us, they know that we are Christians by our love and that we are one in the spirit and one in his love. And so when I read this verse, it, it makes me know that God had a plan. He is an intentional God, all right? And that my melanin is not an accident. As a matter of fact, I feel as though my melanin is a reminder that we got work to do. So anytime you see me or you see on my black and brown wrist, just think to yourself, we got work to do. We got work to do. We got work to do. And um, I'm really clear when it comes down to um, uh, this. I know I like this particular passage because he is talking to his, he's talking to his children. He's talking to his kids. And um, I like to make sure that this is also to the believers. Paul ended up writing this letter, and this letter was um, um, to Ephesians, to Ephesus. uh, But it was meant to be circulated around. And I know that Paul, he did a couple of ministry tours there, uh, missionary trips, should I say. And he got a reputation about himself. And one of the things that I noticed is that when it came down to idol worship, it was really big back in that day. So when the artisans saw them coming, they were starting to riot because they was messing with their money. And I was like, hmm, don't that sound familiar? That sound like slavery to me. You people coming up and messing with your money, messing with your property, people. That's not right. So there are different parallels there. One thing that I find very, um, that I find solace in is that when it comes down to um, people who were enslaved, I thank God that they knew their Bible, and I thank God that they knew their truth, and they held on to that truth. And sometimes, one thing we have to realize that there will probably be no black church if that was not racism in the white church. That in the beginning, that they were worshiping together. But you also got to realize that our God knows his kids. 
and that the black church is actually an institution that was made by the African-Americans so they can be able to have a safe place to be able to heal and to be able to worship and also to be able to protect the truth. All right. Now, one of the things that I want to um, mention that we need to make sure that we, we know that we have a father that blesses, our child, uh, blesses their children. And he already knew what we needed before we needed it. And, you know, as a kid, I used to blame Adam and Eve for eating the apple in the garden. And I'm like, well, he, it was a piece of fruit. It wasn't even apple. That's just what I saw in the books all the time. And, but you know what? When I read the passage, he already knew. He said, in Christ. So Christ was in the afterthought. He already knew his kids. He knew they were going to mess up. So it was like, okay, he already made provision through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He already made that. So, you know, it was in his rich kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. And one of the things that I um, want to make sure that we understand is that, you know, the gospel done right, sometimes it could be just straight up, you know, offensive because Jesus is the way. He is the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. All right. He is like the backstage pass. Sometimes you're like, okay, you know what, guy? Yeah, you want to get back, you want to be in on the benefits and the blessings? <laughs> but one thing that I also um, recognize when it comes down to blessings, that we don't have to always be getting, getting, getting. We can bless God, too. We always like, God bless America. America, we can bless God. We can bless God by doing the right things, all right? And by reflecting him in the church. One of the things that I wanted to say that my bottom line is that the church is in position to be able to take on injustices into this day. And that we need to be in Christ in order to do it. And that we need to have that distinct voice. And that when things have a tendency of going wrong and things are just, our situation is just not right, that we need to remember the blessings that we have and not allow our situation to determine what is true. All right? So one of the things that I did want to be able to leave you all with was who I am in Christ. Because a lot of times you have, well, for me personally, I guess I'll talk for Bridget, is that there is this inner voice that sometimes that is critical or something that is just maybe um, approval is an issue or maybe that rejection is an issue. But you have to remember what your God has said about you and the different allowances that he has made in, this, in the midst of your trials, in, in the midst of your circumstances, you have to take your stand. All right, so I'm going to read this, and I'm going to give you um, a couple of action steps um, that we can do. Who I am in Christ. I renounce the lie that I am rejected, unloved, or shameful. In Christ, I am accepted. God says I am God's child. I am Christ's friend. I have been justified, justified just if I have never sinned, okay? I am united with the Lord, and I am of one spirit with him. I have been bought with a price, and I belong to God. I am a member of Christ's body. I am a saint. Saint means that you are set apart to do God's work, okay, and a holy one. So don't be afraid of being calling yourself a saint, all right? Accept it. I have been adopted. We just read we've been adopted as God's child. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. I have been forgiven of all my sins. I am complete in Christ. I renounce the lie that I am guilty, unprotected, alone, or abandoned. In Christ, I am secure. God says I am free from condemnation. I 
am assured that all things work together for good. I am free from all condemning charges against me. I cannot be separated from the love of God. I have been established and anointed and sealed by God. I am confident that the work that he began within me will be perfected. I am a citizen of heaven. I am hidden with Christ in God. I have been given, the, have not been given the spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. I can find grace and mercy to help me in times of need. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I renounce the lie that I am not worthless, that I am adequate, that I am, I am inadequate, that I am helpless, that I am hopeless. In Christ, I am significant. God says, I am the salt of the earth and I am the light of the world. I am the branch of the true vine, Jesus, a channel of his life. I have been chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. I am a personal spirit empowered witness of Christ. I am a temple of God. I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am a fellow worker with God. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realm. I am God's workmanship created for good works. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I am not the great I am, but I am by the grace of God. I am what I am. Family, we got to know who we are. We got to hold on. The world is, and anything else is going to keep coming at you, but we got to make sure to know that we know that we know that we know that we serve an eternal God who has an eternal plan and is for our good. Yeah. <sighs> I guess I better go over my action steps. What is we gonna do? What's the purpose of a holiday? Holiday does three things. It allows us to remember. It allows us to recognize where we are because we need to define our reality. And it also allows us to reimagine what could be. We gotta be okay to dream. So I'm gonna invite you all. Listen, we're gonna be praying. Um, this is a woman named Opal Lee at the age of 89 years old, I want to say in 2016. She got commissioned by her church to basically try to make Juneteenth a national holiday. We know how that went down. She would walk 2.5 miles a day, and she would go wherever there was a Juneteenth um, celebration, and she just basically just walked all over the country until she got to the White House. But we know that Juneteenth is becoming a federal holiday in 2021. That's awesome. But I'm going to invite you all to prayer. So we're going to pray starting Tuesday, the 20th, all the way through July 3rd. Because one of the things that she wanted to advocate was celebrating um, Juneteenth from now all the way to July 4th. Because my thing is, if you can celebrate 4th of July, and my folks are still keep picking cotton. Y'all can show enough to celebrate Juneteenth. But we also want to be able to utilize 
our voices and our prayers as instruments of the kingdom. This is not a game. This is not a joke. We need to be able to come together and be able to lift our voices unto God and to be able to break those chains, those strongholds, that, the, that sin, and realize that sin is sinister. And if we don't get after that root, no telling what's going to happen. And we keep seeing it just, it doesn't go away. It just transforms. It is so stealth. This is, this is some uh, extra cheat code for how the enemy operates. I like to use the um, acronym TAD, T-A-D. Temptation, accusation, and deception. Now, we all know about temptation and accusation. You, know, you walk by the, by the refrigerator, you know the temptation, you know what that. <laughs> but deception, that's the one that's gonna make you take the Bible and say that, that people need to be separated. So it's very, very stealthy, and we need to pray about that. So God, will you open our eyes so we can see? And the next one, we have um, actually a Juneteenth. I want you to grow in your awareness. I want you to just be able to recognize. Um, So your awareness is a Juneteenth devotional. It's 10 days, and it's free. Um, Our Daily Bread has, has awesome Juneteenth resources. I suggest you just absorb it and just get immersed into the, um, the content and be able to reflect and journal, which is the last one, is to reimagine. If you don't have a journal habit, that's a nice spiritual discipline to pick up. I would love to be able to bless you with a journal. If this is your first time here you have, or you're newer to our community and you have never filled out a Connect card, um, I would love to bless you with a journal if you don't have that habit yet. But if, you, if you've been coming here for a while, Burlington Co. Factory is right up the street. We'll hook you up. $5, got a $5, you want to look. Or you might just pull me to the side. I might just have an extra one I might be able to give you. But as far as the prayer, I want you to email me personally because we're going to have an actual phone number. It's going to be old school. We're going to pick it up. So it ain't no Zoom. So we ain't got to worry about turning your camera off. Just call. And it's going to be from 6... 19 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. So it's only 11 minutes. And you can get up a great time before day and sacrifice. Because that's what our ancestors did. They sacrificed. Because you got to give up to go up. And you got to give up to stay up. We asked you all to do red um, desserts. And I just wanted to let you know that the reason why we ask you to have red desserts because the color red is the, um, uh, the color of Juneteenth. It represents, actually it has, I want to say origins back in West Africa, but it represents spirituality, strength, life, and death. But when we actually want to do it, we wanted to symbolize the blood that was shed in order to win freedom for the enslaved people, right? Sound familiar though? Shedding blood, shedding blood. That's why I'm gonna say black folks really resonate with the Bible. They really resonate with Jesus. And I just want you to know that we're here for unity and we want you all to just be blessed by our time together when we be able to eat and be able to fellowship and be able to share stories and share narratives because we're in this thing together and we want to be one in the spirit and one in this love.
I'm going to pray us out. We did it, Jesus. Because <laughs> it was one of them days. One of them mornings. But I just pray that you're glorified. I pray that something was said that resonated with someone. Um, if the spirit of offense happened, Lord God, um, just please bless it. I pray that we become a community that is just not diverse on the surface and not mistake cultural diversity for actual reconciliation because that's what you after, Daddy. And Lord God, I pray that you will continue to um, encourage us and to realize that we are in a position to be able to go after the things that you love and to hate the things that you hate, Lord God. Father, I ask that you bless each and every household that is represented and under the sound of my voice. Man, may your favor be upon them, Lord God. Surround them, Lord God, with your presence. Pour out your spirit and your grace upon them, Lord God. Amen. May you be lifted up, Lord God, this day and for the rest of our days. In Jesus' name, amen. you enjoyed that message, that you enjoyed your Juneteenth, whether you spent it with us or, or with family or friends, uh, but I hope you had a wonderful day of celebration. I want to also remind you that if uh, there's anything you experience, whether that's you or just are going through in life right now, uh, we are a community and we want to support you, so be sure to fill out that connect card indicate if there's any prayer requests you have or any other kind of support you need, we would love to support you. Uh, with that, I want to wish you a blessed week, a wonderful week, and we 